Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the digital resource curator for Faith to Go. And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And happy New Year, everybody. I guess it's already been a new year. I don't know. I know. We are into at least a new liturgical season. So we're coming to you for the week leading up to the first Sunday after the Epiphany, which is every year on January 6th. And so we are uh, thankful for this new liturgical season, the season after Epiphany, which is the weeks between January 6th, the Sundays between January 6th and Ash Wednesday. We are here for the week leading up to January 9th, uh, the gospel for this first Sunday after Epiphany in year C. But before we get into any kind of gospel discussion, Charlotte, we need to hear from you. Where did you see God this past week? So I'm actually going to talk about where I've kind of seen God in this season, um, because it's been like a reoccurring theme, I think, for mm-hmm. me, of noticing God. Yeah. And it's in the vulnerability that leads to grace. So I think that in this past season of Advent and in the season, the non-liturgical season that runs concurrent to it, which is everybody prepping for Christmas with their families, um, that what I have seen in those two seasons is we're out of practice, mm-hmm. um, right? Like there, last year, there was no gathering at church or with friends or colleagues. and So with that comes some freneticness of trying to do all of the things, trying to remember how to do all of the things, wanting everything to be just right and perfect. Um, And the vulnerability of naming the times when it's not going perfect and when you're overwhelmed and just can't even do all of the things that you've signed up for, perhaps. And the beauty of grace being offered to you in those moments that in the risk of take of naming your own vulnerability, that you are actually opening yourself up to grace. And I've seen it happen for myself multiple times during this season, but I've seen it everywhere. It's almost as though everything that I have gone to, every single gathering, whether at church or social or work or any of those things, there has been this moment of an undoing and the naming of what that undoing looks like. And then all of the people that were around offering grace and peace and hope and light to the person who just couldn't do whatever the thing was. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Charlie, for sharing that. We hope you all are recognizing God in those moments of grace with one another, with your families, uh, especially in this time around the holidays, around Christmas and the new year. And speaking of new things. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> have an exciting thing to talk about today because Faith to Go is entering a new phase of its life. Uh, As you all know, we've had uh, Faith to Go has had multifaceted offerings really since we started doing it four years ago. That's included a website, the podcast, resources on the website uh, for different ages of kids uh, leading up to the gospel each week. Uh, videos and discussion questions and and things like that. Plus our Instagram feed that has a lot of interactive uh, things about it. So uh, we've been on pause with our resources for the last year or so. Uh, We've continued with the podcast. We've continued with Instagram, which we've picked up in the last few months. Um, But we are launching 
this week, today even, if you yeah. go, don't, don't, you can just keep the podcast playing and go check it out. But right now, uh, <laughs> if you go over to our website, myfaithtogo.org, uh, you'll see a totally revamped new website with completely new and revamped resources, starting with uh, resources for this week leading up to the first Sunday of Epiphany. And so in the past, uh, we've had resources broken into three categories based on age groups, specifically thinking about parents uh, talking to their kids. And those have been for zero to four, five to 11, and 11 to 18, five to 10 and 11 to 18 year olds. Now we are moving into the realm of yeah. the every age. Mm -hmm. So what we've got is resources uh, in three categories. One category is for personal reflection, and that's for all ages, specifically tailored towards adults. There's resources for families. That's really resources tailored towards children, but also for people doing Sunday school or leading Sunday school in congregations. Those are for, those are all ages of children uh, to have conversations about the gospel. And then the last category is for groups, for communities. So it's for small groups or your youth group or any kind of group of people in your community that you're looking to have conversations with about the gospel. So if you go to the homepage, you'll see those three categories broken down and you kind of like choose your own adventure. So yeah. you go to one of those categories based on who you're going in and looking for resources for. And then in each one of those, you'll find four resources each week, uh, specifically based on the themes for the gospel for the upcoming Sunday. So the gospel we're talking about today is the is Jesus's baptism. And so all of the conversations and questions and ideas in those resources are based on that story and the themes in that story. Right. And I think, David, as you were explaining to everybody the transformation on the website, I realized that even this story relates back to my God sighting, right? Mm -hmm. Because we, in the vulnerability of our schedules and the global pandemic and everything that was going on, we had to name the fact that we couldn't continue on with the work of doing the resources as they were. It had mm -hmm. become cumbersome, overwhelming, all of those things. But in doing that, the grace was that it afforded us the room to revision what faith to go actually needed to be. Mm -hmm. And what has grown from that is something that I feel really joyful about and inspired by. And I'm hoping that the listeners of the podcast have that same experience as they go on. Because while it is a choose your own adventure, as David said, it's not just that you're choosing whether you want resources for you or for your family or for your small group, but once you have navigated that question, then there's four resources for that area as well. Okay. And it could be a dinnertime conversation. It could be just a question to think about as you're out on your walk. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be any number of things that are offered to you, but it really is designed or we pray that it is designed um, to meet where you are on your faith journey. And you'll notice that all the logo has changed, mm -hmm. all of the language around the resources has changed, and all of it is to name the fact that all of us are on this spiritual journey together, and that at different times we are in different places mm -hmm. on that journey. And so we've tried to create resources and categories that, that find everybody where they are on their journey. So if you look at the categories in each of those sections for personal family or community reflection, each one of those has four resources. And the four resource areas are a new journey, 
questions for when something new is beginning, some new part of you, some something new in your family, something new in your community. Learning the terrain, questions to deepen understanding. These are little fun facts or new ideas from the tradition, from the Christian tradition, from our, from our faith. Uh, hitting your stride, those are questions for taking action in the world, ways that we can move and act in the world based on the gospel. And then off the path, questions for when we run out of answers. This is our questioning time, when we hit the mystery, when we get to the end of our understanding, you know, and that happens for all of us all the time. So it's kind of like taking into account this real cycle of our faith life. So it's something new, learning about that new thing, figuring out how to apply that new thing in the world, and then reaching the end of that that new thing, reaching the end of our understanding, you know, and almost kind of starting again from the beginning, but of course, in a different time, in a different place in our life. So uh, we hope you all go check all of those out. Uh, we'd love to hear from you as you use those. Uh, you can comment on any of the posts. In the post, there's always a comment section at the bottom, so you could leave questions or thoughts or stories, again, in any one of those posts. And you can uh, sign up as a subscriber to the website, and if you do that, you'll get a, an email every Monday morning uh, reminding you that new resources are out. It gives you a little highlight of the resource. Uh, the, the podcast is up at the top for you to click on and take you right to the, to the podcast for each week. So uh, we'd love to see you all. You can also sign up as a member of the website, you know, and you have your own little member area. You can create a profile and things like that. So uh, we're excited for everybody to check it out. Myfaith2go.org. Go check it out right now. Start using those resources and let us know what you think. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and as you let us know what you think, uh, there's a lot of ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, we always want to hear your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your stories from your week of faith discussion or reflection. Uh, we want to hear any of your places that you saw God um, this past week as well. And so you can uh, email us, faith2go at edsc.org. You can contact us through that website, myfaith2go.org. You can uh, direct message us or tag us on Instagram at faith2go, or you can call us and leave us a voicemail, 562-384-7638. That's 562-FTG-POD8. And now we are going to get into the gospel for this first Sunday after Epiphany, aka the baptism of our Lord. This is one of those four main days in the year when people will be baptized. Uh, and so Charlotte will read the gospel and then we'll each highlight a point. Uh, and the gospel for this upcoming Sunday, January 9th, is Luke 3, 15 to 17, and then 21 to 22. But we're not going to talk about 18 to 20. No, no, no. Don't even look at it. Mm -mm. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah... John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now, when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. All right. So here we are, Luke chapter three. Last week, uh, as you might recall with Heather, we talked about the very end of Luke chapter two, 
And so that was uh, the story of Jesus as a 12-year-old. And then the very beginning of chapter three is John proclaiming in the wilderness. And then here we are, the end of that, of John's kind of exhortation, and then the baptism of Jesus. And so actually the first half of this gospel, we already heard back in Advent. Uh, it was Advent two, maybe something like that. Um, this, as the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, that was the second half of the reading that included the, John talking about the two coats and giving one away. So we've already kind of ventured into this reading, uh, into the unquenchable fire, if you will. Um, but we always hear uh, the story of Jesus's baptism from that year's gospel. And so this year is Luke. And so on this first Sunday after Epiphany, we're hearing the story of Jesus's baptism in Luke. So that's where we are. Uh, we're just at the, in the middle of Luke chapter three, uh, we will move into Jesus's ministry in Luke chapter four. Um, and, and so I have the first point for this week. So I am thinking about this grain and chaff. Thing. Great word. Mm-hmm. I'm really struck by this. I, I guess I was really struck by this his winnowing fork is in his hands to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into the granary, but the chaff will be burned with unquenchable fire. I was really struck with this, like, I don't know, just like the tangible vibrancy of this metaphor. I don't know. It just really stuck out to me. Just this like idea of Jesus with a pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's something about it that really got me today. Um, I haven't seen an artistic rendering of that either. No, I know. Right. We need one. If anybody does one, put it on Instagram and tag us. We'd love to see it. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm struck by this. I'm struck by kind of it's in the context of this conversation, you know, about Jesus is the power of Jesus and like his baptism with the Holy Spirit and fire, you know, I'm like thinking about his, his belovedness, you know, like I'm just thinking about it in, in terms of that. Uh, and so I'm thinking about this winnowing fork as like the tool that Jesus is using, you know, and like, we all have, we all have like, we all have tools in our lives, like these spiritual tools that we use, whether that's prayer or journaling, there's something. Um, and so this is like, Jesus is very like tangible tool, obviously, but it's metaphorical for like the tools of this tradition, you know, the tools that Jesus uses to do this work. And so what is the work that Jesus is doing? and inviting us to do and what is john inviting us to do so i'm thinking about this like process of the wheat and the and the chaff and the threshing floor and the winnowing fork and so what is jesus like in this metaphor what is happening like the whole point of the winnowing fork is to clear the threshing floor you know is like to create clear to create space to clean it up to create clarity to make it kind of like a simpler uh, more open space where work can be done And not only that, but like the idea is to separate what is nourishing the grain, the wheat from the chaff, which is like the stuff that looks like wheat when it's all just kind of mixed together. But until you, until you do the work of separating it out, Mm -hmm. uh, you have kind of this unnourishing kind of filler with the nourishing food. And so instead of thinking about this, like there's people that are chaff and there's people that are wheat, 
let's just assume that everybody's weak. <laughs> you know, like everybody, Jesus cares about everyone. Mm-hmm. Jesus doesn't, isn't here to throw people into unquenchable fire, but instead Jesus is here to like provide the whole world to provide each of us with the tool that we need, the tools that we need to create that kind of space in us, you know, to be nourished and for new things to grow and for us to do the work that we're called to do in the world. And so I'm just like wondering in this season, especially in this season where we have this kind of like new year thinking, we have this whole kind of culture around the new year about like mm-hmm. New Year's resolutions, you know, that I don't think it's like a, a super helpful thing culturally to do, but like there is this spiritual tradition of like, of self-examination, you know, of recognizing what we need, of taking on practices to help us to help us clear out, you know, what, what is not working for us, what is not nourishing to us in our lives. And that can be interior, that can be exterior, especially coming on, no pun intended, the coattails. <laughs> I think John said right before this, about if you have more than more coats that you need, give the ones away that you don't, you know, like John is like <laughs> an essentialist. <laughs> like he lives in the desert. He makes his own clothes. He eats what's just found around, you know, like John's not going to the grocery store. So, but that is part of his, his spirituality. Like he's trying to tell people this works for me. It can work for you. And so instead of thinking like, what is that thing? What are, who are the people that are going to be thrown into unquenchable fire? No, no, let's move from away from that and think more like, what are the things that we can let go of? you know, that we can, that we can give into the fire that kind of can fuel our spiritual growth, because what we're doing is creating room for what is nourishing in us. We're creating room for work that we would like to do, you know, and like kind of moving all the stuff out of the way that gets under our feet, that, that trips us up, that gets us, that gets in our way. And so like, what can we let go of in this season? What is it, what is it that we, we can do thinking about baptism in that lens, you know, of like, what, what is it that, that uh, we find beloved in us, that we find beloved in our world, in our lives? And what are the things that are, that are keeping us from feeling that kind of belovedness? You know, maybe that's the chaff that we can, that we're clearing out. Yeah. Well, and I love it, David. And it ties so beautifully into mine, especially through that lens of baptism and what's beloved to you is because sometimes sometimes that gets covered up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about the fact that in this gospel, we actually, fire is mentioned twice in the scripture that we hear today. It names the fact that Jesus will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then later in that section that you were talking about um, is the chaff that will be burned with unquenchable fire, mm-hmm. which is such a powerful image, right? Because I mean, we've all seen fire trucks and things like that. And they have their hoses and all of this gear, but this fire is unquenchable. There is no putting it out. Um, But I also think about it. It's interesting to me in the sense that that means that the unquenchable fire, it's not just that it cannot be put out, but that it's always there to consume the things that are burying what we need. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was thinking specifically about forest fires um, because this last fire season as the last few have been, have been devastating in many regards and global warming has affected all of that, absolutely. But there is an element of fire that is 
important in forest maintenance. Um, if you go to Sequoia National Park, one of my favorite places in the entire world, um, there is a whole display in one of their visitor centers that talks about the importance of fire in, um, in the park. Mm -hmm. And it isn't just so that wildfires don't pick up. It is, that is part of it, but it's not the only reason. There's other things. Um, in burning the layers of things that are on the forest floor, it releases nutrients into the ground that the ground needs. It changes mm. the soil mm -hmm. through the burning. But then also those mighty sequoias, those incredibly huge trees that grow in that place that are unlike anything else you can possibly imagine. And in fact, you can be standing at the foot of one of them and look up and still think, I cannot possibly imagine this mm. because it is just so, the enormity is beyond scope. Mm -hmm. um, but they start out as these teeny tiny little seedlings. Yeah. And so when the forest floor is littered with leaves and overgrowth and all sorts of a number of other things, chaff, mm -hmm. the seedlings can't get through. Mm -hmm. And so I love this imagery of thinking about this fire, especially because the first fire that's named in this scripture is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is what changes us. That is what transforms us is that baptism. Mm -hmm. And so then if you read that unquenchable fire through that lens, if you allow yourself that lens on it, then that fire is always there to burn up all of the unnecessary things that are covering up, that are smothering um, the important things, the important promises mm -hmm. that we made at our baptism and that we affirmed in our confirmation um, that when that fire instead, it eats away all of that chass, it burns it up so that we can be the truest, purest version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that tying with the Holy spirit thing. Like just, just think about Luke, like Luke, Think about Luke as he's writing, as whoever wrote Luke is writing this. It's like this person that wrote Luke also wrote Acts. And what's the first thing that happens is Acts is like this tongues of fire. It's Pentecost, you know, mm -hmm. and what's an, un what, what is an unquenchable fire, but the Holy spirit, apparently, you know, it's like this incredible, this magical fire. It's not like you can put out the tongues of fire over people's heads, you know? So it's like, instead of like, instead of it being hell, maybe it's the Holy spirit. You know, and that makes it so that it's like it is this tool of our tradition that is creating room for new life, like you're saying, you know, it's like it's the fire of renewal, not that of like damnation, yeah. <laughs> which is just such a different way of thinking about it. And and then I think much more helpful in terms of our own like thinking about people in the world, you know, it's like that that the Holy Spirit is doing is like doing this work of renewal all the time and it's unquenchable. It can't be put out you know, that, that, that spirit of, of newness is always there and available. And it's also like, there is something destructive, but that destruction isn't just for the sake of pain and suffering. It's for something new to, to, to burst forth, you know? So, uh, those are our two points for today. Uh, thinking about this new year, about what we're, what we're called to bring into the world, we're call, called to let go of, you know, where is, where do we need fire in the world? You know, where do we need fire in our lives? And how can the Holy, how can we invite the Holy Spirit and create space for the Holy Spirit um, to do that re rejuvenating work uh, in that unquenchable way that it does it? Uh, point number one was mine, and it was about 
just that letting go of the chaff, seeing you know, using our practices and the tools that we have, like Jesus has this winnowing fork, you know, what is our winnowing fork spiritual practice that helps us separate what is nourishing from what it's not. And then Charlotte was about the unquenchable fire and how that is, seems much more aligned with the Holy spirit, that kind of fire that like with the sequoias renews uh, the ground, gives us the nutrients we need. Uh, for new things to emerge. So as we move into this new year, what new is emerging in us? Uh, and like we said before, there is one new thing emerging at least, and that is the new Faith to Go website and resources. Uh, so please go check those out today, those resources for Epiphany One for your own personal reflection, no matter what age you are, for family reflection with your Sunday school class or with your family at home or for group reflection with your small group or any kind of community group that you have, uh, all based on this gospel reading. There's fun facts about baptism in the first century. So fun. Uh, there's questions for personal meditation and reflection. There's a Lectio Divina exercise. There's arts and crafts and activities and just lots of stuff in there. So go check it out. Um, we'd well, love to hear. Career, David, in that, especially I, it's funny, I, we didn't consider, we wanted to launch an epiphany, the season of light, um, but we didn't actually look to see what the scripture was we'd be reading on the podcast the week that we were going to launch it. Um, but I love the fact that our prayers, we've gone through this whole journey is that it's Holy spirit led that mm -hmm. we are headed into this next season, listening and discerning and that the Holy spirit was through all of that with us. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully when you go and you access all of it, that you can see that thread in there and that you feel the transformation of growing in faith that hopefully those resources allow you to do. Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you. Any of your thoughts, uh, feedback, comments, stories from using the, the resources, from listening to the podcast, from our discussion today, what your third point might be. If you were on the podcast this week, you can email us faith2go at edsc.org. You can contact us through our website, myfaith2go.org, where you can also find all of those new resources. You can contact us uh, through direct message or tag us on Instagram at faith2go. And you can also call us and leave a voicemail with any questions or thoughts or stories. 562-384-7638, 562-FTG-POD-8. And we give thanks for you all um, for whatever new is happening in your life. And we'll be back to talk about the second Sunday after Epiphany, the week leading up to January 16th. And until then, we say goodbye. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.